Thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Dr. Raquel Lea, and this is Healthy Families First. We are here to help you be a positive impact in your children's lives. And how that proceeds itself, we will help you build and guide that. Um, Remember that children get older, and if your children, let me just speak, I, 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 this day diary, I've been trying to speak to everyone and I can't. That's one of the things that I know that I can't do as an author. You have to hone in on who your particular listener and your audience is. And I try not to do that in day diary because we're still beta testing and everything is broad. Let me just mention for a moment, people that have had court and and family court is very tough on everyone involved but people that have had court are in a particular fine situation i i can't even tell you i i had court and it's not even because of what you may think go out and read a book figure it out but uh So I understand the heartfeltness in that I want to say some parents, like us, like I said, in the other, in the other show, in the other episode, some parents do not need children in their home. I'm not going to say you don't need access to your child that, that might have to do with when to do with your child's decision, but some, some parents need to be prosecuted that will never be prosecuted some parents there are a group of parents that will never be prosecuted with what goes on in their home and you get to say that because you're judgy and you're a parent and some things are just cruel and their intention is to be cruel to that child and if your intention is to be cruel to children I will do everything that I can with my powers and the people that I know the senators and legislators that I know to report you and say this person shouldn't have access or, or, or can you take a look at this particular family and see if you can limit this parent's access. I do not believe in cruelty for children. And I think that in my books, I, I put in a disclaimer to say there is a need to protect children. There is. There's a need for all of us to say, hey, we are a community. There's some things that we're not going to tolerate and we will take you down as a parent if we feel as though you're being cruel to your child if your intention is cruelty then hey we're interrupting but if your intention is not cruelty and you need some some parenting skills and you need a pause in your parenting until you learn how to be a safe parent a safer parent a better parent then we'll help with that too that's why the books are out there. The books are out there, especially Breaking Generational Curses, When Child Protective Services Takes Your Kids. The first book I did, um, I, I, my husband co-authored that book, husband at the time, because I'm married to someone else, husband at the time. And then we got into a mess of a divorce and he just, well, before even the divorce, he didn't want anything to do with the book. So then he got off the book. And it was so funny how that happened because then when it hit uh, the international bestsellers list, all of a sudden he wanted a royalty. (laughs) 
It's just really interesting how that how that happens. I don't want anything to do with it. You got paid. Where's my check? I never saw any money. And and, and so now the big argument, and this is me from my perspective, <clears throat> he goes around telling people that somehow I cheated him out of some money. It's so funny. But, you know, the publisher, he has to go through the publisher. And the publisher did not want to represent him because of his behavior and the publisher decided that they were going to drop me and him and then he decided that he didn't want to be on the book and so the publisher was more than happy to make sure he wasn't on the book the bad part about that is that the cover had already been designed and you don't get another cover design we had already spent too much money legally fighting him so where some of the the side bind the the siding of the book might say um, Tori and Raquel Robertson, the front of the book says Raquel Robertson, Dr. Raquel Robertson. And, and now you know why. Now you know that there's a story behind that. The, and it, let me, it's not that Tate Publishing was not an advocate. They were, they, they thought that my ex-husband, and let me use, I won't use that word. I'll, I'll, I won't lose that word. They didn't like my ex. And so Tate Publishing and their attorneys and I just sat and they said, we don't want him. And if you come with him, then we don't want you. So we love you. We like the book. We think it's going to be an international hit. And it was. Bam! <laughs> it was. But not like this. And so we will help. We will allow you to use our attorneys to get rid of them. By the time that happened, I think Tate Publishing had put more money into the book than they wanted to put into the book. So I wasn't going to fuss and cuss about the advertising that I had already had his name on it. I wasn't going to fuss and cuss about the part of the book that he quote unquote wrote or didn't write or just whatever. And I just wanted the book out there. So the book's out there. And, and now he, you know, is Where's my royalty? So we went through that. He's no longer doing that. That happened a couple years ago. So now I'm saying to you as a parent that I do not promote that everyone should have access to their child. I believe that you should have access to your generations. I do. I think that when that child grows up, that sometimes parents don't think that these children are going to have children and then those children have children and then you have a reputation that follows. So we don't think about that. Dorn, I have to take a commercial break. Not Dorn, I love the commercials because I get paid. One moment, let's take a commercial break. Welcome to Public Service Announcement, PSA. Texas legislation is changing. There are mass majorities and casualties involved in the Department of Family Protective Services that leave children in their care unaccounted for, dead, lost, hurt, torn, and irreconcilable with biological families and lack of community support by the ages of 18. Now, these comments are not from me, but from governor's offices, policymakers' desks, and from the media. The outcry for change in Texas is enormous. Be a part of the change. Our premium listeners have the honor of watching the legislative processes before their own eyes. Normally, 
This is a difficult process that includes updates, floor hearings, conversations, and bills between the House and the state. Texas is inexhaustible but willing to change. That's where we become involved. Download our white pages and follow the process. We will go through the technicals, mechanics, and life-changing cases that affect you and your state and 13 others. Texas is leading. If change hasn't come to your state, if networks, federal dollars, state paraprofessionals, and special interests have caught your family between a rock and a hard place, this too is why we are here. Start a campaign for your family. Learn more at texaslegislation.learn-edu.org slash our-services.html today. And so we're back. We're just talking about <laughs> parenting. And we're talking about advocating for parents and who we don't advocate for. Just remember, I I think the Department of Family Protective Services has too much money and wastes too much time. And if you if you look at the statistics of the investigations versus the removal versus the ones that were the children that were actually in due harm, they seem to not do a lot. They seem to get it wrong 80% of the time. The problem is that the 20% that they get right, when you investigate that, that 20% is not even 20%. It's more people that need water in their home. It's more people that can't keep the lights on. And so now your children are removed. That's not a reason. So so now you're going to, you're going after families that have financial crisis. So even in the 20%, there's a huge percent of that. I don't know, I mean huge, like 18%. If you just Google the numbers, that 18% are, are parents that are trying that financially they cannot afford their children. So should now your children be taken away from you? Or should the department help? Well, no, the department does not help and pay your rent. You got to figure out your own rent. Your children will be removed. But there's those 2% of children that die, that are actually hurt and harmed, and you hear about it in the news. Don't get me started. I'm not going down this road in a day diary. What I'm going to say is that I do not advocate cruelty to children. And if that's what's happening in your parenting, I will try and stop you. So don't call my show and don't chat and try to blow some smoke up my butt to try to make us feel as though you're in a crisis situation. That we have heard a lot, <laughs> especially from sociopaths that say that they're the ideal parent and have worked up something and a reputation to make it feel as though the other parent is a bad parent. I've seen that done. I've had that done to me. I've, you know, and... I'm I'm not going to play that game. What I'm going to do is that is say that every parent should be able to impact their generation. If a man goes to prison for something that he did to a child, I think he should go to prison for something that he did to a child. Should he has have access to the child? No, he should not. That child hopefully will grow up at some point that child is going to want to talk to that 
dad or that mom or that parent. And when they reach out, that mom and dad and parent, I would like to have worked with so that they get that conversation right. Because that may be your first and your last because of something that you did. So you want to make that conversation as impactful as possible. How do you do that? This show. I'm, I'm not here to judge. Well, I am actually here to judge because I'm a parent. <laughs> and I can be judgy. <clears throat> My job is, is not to dictate what that relationship looks like. Now, I have my hope and my dream for you. And I know what I want you to say to me. And I know, you know, and I want to be as impactful as you want to be. I just want you to understand that you're going to have grandkids. I want you to understand that something that you did 25 years ago has an impact. So be careful of your decisions now. And and every conversation you get with that long distance child is gonna is gonna be impactful now I'm not gonna get into what the in-laws are gonna say about you those externals of your reputation some things can't be repaired but you're not going to try to repair your reputation I want to let you know that it it gets so convoluted you can't repair your reputation what you can do is choose to walk forward and then have some tools and some resources and be recovered at a certain point to where you can have a difficult conversation with your child on why there was a parent-child split. Children always come look for their kids. I mean, for the, for the, for their parents. I don't care who you are, they're going to come looking. They're going to come looking. They're going to Facebook you. If they haven't Facebooked you yet, they're going to Facebook you. They're going to they're gonna find you it, you know, the world is a very small world. Even if you move internationally, they'll find you and they'll say, hey, what happened? And what you don't want to say is <clears throat> something bad about the other parent. That's not how you want to use your time. If you have 45 minutes, <laughs> that's not how you want to use your time. And you might be right. Everything that you say might be right. It's just not, it, it's not wholesome. It's not something that your kid wants to hear. What your kid wants to hear, if if that were to happen to you, and let's say you moved internationally, here's what your kid wants to hear. Thank you for calling. I would like to spend some time talking to you, but I, I, you know, I can't spend some time now. Is there any way you and I can have a face-to-face conversation? Is there any way, you know, in about an hour, in about two hours, oh, I'd love to talk to you. Let me get, can we email? Can we email back and forth? If that's your first conversation, your child is going to release their email to you. Now you have something. See, I can teach you how to use some tools. Get off the phone. And and I'm, I'm going to tell you why. There's nothing that you can say in 30 seconds that's going to make a difference to that kid. That kid's pissed off. They got a shitty ass life and they're blaming you for it, which is why they reached out. <laughs> And everybody does. There's not one person that doesn't reach out and say, this is my mom's fault. This is her fault. Dang it. There's not one person that that doesn't say that. That It doesn't exist. And there's not one mother or daughter or son or father who doesn't say, 
you know, I wish my parent would not have done that. I'm going to reach out. Even if, you, even if you don't have an interruption, they're going to call you and hold you accountable to some stuff. And if you do have an interruption, their siblings and peers might say, hey, you should reach out because you, you deserve some answers. It happens. And I'm going to help you not blow it. Getting off the phone and getting an email is probably the best thing you can do. It, it makes you go to your side of the ring. It makes that child go to their side of the ring and it gives you some time to put on paper and then read over and over and over again what you might want to say or it gives you some structured time to say "Ooh, mm, wow how do I want this to go let me get some advice trust me you don't have the words and so my heart for you and my care for you is that you would take that time and create purposeful distance before you have that one conversation that's going to impact your life. Thank you for listening in. I'm Dr. Raquel Leah. This has been Healthy Families First.